Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 21. It is Wednesday, December 11th, 2019. I am your host, Scott Gumbar, and what in the AWS is going on? This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. All right, all right. A happy hump day, a snowy day here in Connecticut. Well, a snowy morning. It's already winding down. Um, we got lots of updates for you today. And when I say updates, I mean software updates to report. And then we're going to talk about AWS S3 buckets. What is going on? All right, Bleeping Computer reports first update. Uh, Chrome 79 release with security improvements, proactive tab freeze, and more. So basically, update your Google Chrome immediately. Uh, it addresses 51 vulnerabilities, but it also has some cool new features, including improved phishing protection. Um, it will report, it will update a list that will that is stored on your your local computer every 30 minutes and check against known phishing sites when you're browsing the internet you'll get a big red screen you've probably seen it before um, that is a deceptive site ahead uh, another cool update is um, if you are using a password that google chrome detects has is on a list on the dark web it will tell you that your password may be compromised if you use wordpress you may have seen this before I have seen it on WordPress websites, um, and there's probably other software out there that uses this type of um, notification system. So if you are not, are using same passwords in multiple locations, and if you listen to this at all, then you know that I've told you before, don't use the same password in more than one place. And so if you are using a password that they detect has been compromised, it will alert you to it. And the last feature update, Google Chrome will now report that TLS 1 and 1.1 will not be secure. Will market is not secure, and you'll get a warning saying your connection to this site is not fully secured. So be on the lookout for that as well. There is a proactive tab freeze. So essentially, what will happen is if you have multiple tabs open, and let's face it, we all do most of the time, it will um, after five minutes it will um, freeze any tabs that are not active and thus reducing the resource usage and reducing battery usage on your computer so that it will help speed up your computer a little bit. Um, back forward cache, Google's introducing back forward cache that will cache an entire page when you navigate away from it. And this way, when you go back to it using the back arrow, it will load quicker. And so that's gonna do it for the Google update, Google Chrome updates. Microsoft December patch Tuesday, um, patches were released yesterday too. I received all the notifications last uh, yesterday afternoon. Um, in the in the December 2019 security updates, Microsoft released two advisories and updates for 36 vulnerabil vulnerabilities. Of these vulnerabilities, seven are classified as critical, 27 as important, one is moderate, and one is low. And let's look for the list: zero-day privilege elevation vulnerability in Win32K is fixed in this update. Two advisories released, Microsoft guidance for cleaning up orphan keys generated on vulnerability, vulnerable TPMs and used for Windows Hello for Business. We talked about that, I believe that was last week I brought that up. And uh, so Windows Hello is the uh, facial recognition. 
and um, latest servicing stack updates. So of the critical updates, there is a Microsoft graphics component, Win32K that we just mentioned a moment ago. There is um, servicing stack updates, latest servicing stack updates. There is the Git for Visual Studio Remote Code Execution Vulnerability. Um, and there's a few of those and Windows Hyper-V remote code execution vulnerability. So they're still dealing with Hyper-V and um, Git in this latest round of updates, but not a lot of updates I patched yesterday for my clients and it wasn't, um, it wasn't too crazy. Um, threat post, Adobe, Adobe fixes 17 critical Acrobat Photoshop and bracket flaws. So if you use any of those programs, you're going to want to update Adobe Acrobat, Adobe Photoshop, and brackets. Immediately, they're just a bunch of flaws. All right. Um, we have a, so I'm going to talk about Banner Health first. Banner Health agrees to pay $6 million to set a data breach lawsuit. So Banner Health was breached back in 20, uh, what was it, 2016, I believe, Twenty. I don't see it here now. I believe it was 2016. They were breached. A 2.9 million records were allegedly stolen by hackers. Okay, so in two, yeah, in June 2016, they were breached. In August of 2016, a, a class action lawsuit was filed by victims of the breach. A settlement has now been reached, and Banner Health has agreed to pay six million dollars to breach victims. Um, that works out to five hundred dollars per person. A maximum of $500 per person for standard expenses and up to $10,000 for extraordinary expenses. Banner has also been placed on an overall cap of $6 million on expense claims. And they will also they are also offering two years, an additional two years of credit monitoring and identity theft protection services. Um, <coughs> doesn't seem like a lot, $500, to have all that information stolen. Um, so that's... Uh, you know that that you know it is what it is. So it works out to six million dollars. The that does not include the HIPAA penalty. So I don't know. I couldn't find anything that says they were fined, and if they were, how much? So that maybe hasn't been determined yet. It's been two and a half years. So possibly they haven't come up with a number yet. I would imagine after this they probably will. But this talk. The reason I I I bring this up, and this was um this was released yesterday. I bring this up because I just wrote a blog on our website, nuagetech.com, that w I will be talking about on, f on the Friday weekly show uh, about how we're going to start to see more of this, more lawsuits for HIPAA breaches and, and even PII breaches because people are getting tired of it. Um, so of the 2.9 million people, 30,000 individuals also had credit and debit card numbers stolen. Um because in the hospital, of course, you know, you have the restaurants and, and the foods and the little gift shops and things like that. So, <coughs> again, Banner Health ag agrees to pay $6 million to set a data, settle data breach lawsuits. And then finally, the reason for the title of the show, and yet again, because there was one I reported yesterday, over 750,000 applications for U.S. birth certificate copies exposed online. Guess how it was exposed? A misconfigured AWS S3 bucket. So the bucket ha also had 90,400 death certificate applications, but these could not be accessed or downloaded. So they set up one bucket properly and the other one improperly. So 
Um, and I don't, it doesn't say who did it. I don't think it says who did it. So the, the bucket was open to the public. Applications dating back to 2017. And the bucket was updated daily. In one week, the company added about 9,000 applications to the bucket. UK-based penetration testing company FIDUS Information Security found that the exposed data, TechCrunch verified the data by matching names and addresses against public records. FIDUS and TechCrunch sent several emails prior to publication to warn of the exposed data, but we received only automated emails and no action has been taken. Um, so I guess they tried to contact Amazon, but Amazon, oh, I'm sorry. When reached, Amazon would not intervene, but said it would inform the customer. So I, again, it doesn't say who the customer is. I don't see it anywhere here. But um, they so they did try to reach out to Amazon. Amazon said they wouldn't intervene and would but would inform the customer. So another breach, I think this is three or four in the last two weeks where not I, you can't even really call it a breach. They left a an Amazon S3 bucket. So if you're not familiar with Amazon AWS, so AWS is Amazon Web Services. They have storage where you can upload files, you know, whatever you want. And it's relatively inexpensive. They charge you for the initial upload. They charge you if you download again. Uh, I'm not even sure if they charge you. For, I don't think they do charge you for the initial upload, actually. They charge you for storage. Storage is very inexpensive. And they have different classes. So if you go to to classes, storage class, where you don't access it too much or very infrequently, then it's even cheaper. And then they charge you for um, downloading again if you do that. Um, so as an example, I have clients that are using S3. We're using it kind of a, as a, a file server instead of an actual file server. And, you know, they're paying $5 a month, $10 a month at the most. It's not much at all. Um, so it's called S3. And you up you upload whatever you want to there, and you have a choice between keeping it private, allowing access to only certain individuals, or allowing access to the whole world. So as an example, my weekly podcast is uploaded to S3. I leave that as public access because I put it on the website and it gets uploaded to iTunes and Google Play and all of that. But that's okay. I'm okay with the public access because I want everybody to hear it. But, you know, birth certificates and phone rec phone uh, bill records and um, I don't know what was the one I reported yesterday, but these things should not have public access. So if you're using Amazon S3, make sure you know what you're doing or hire someone who knows what they're doing before you start setting it up. That's going to do it for, and it's, by the way, it's not hard to set up a, a an S3 bucket not open to the public. It's really easy. And they make Amazon makes it even easier. Now they've released a tool to help you check it to see who has access. So make sure you do that. That's going to do it for today's episode. Until tomorrow, stay secure.